hate this situation, I'm dealing with it. You're acting like a first year fucking thief. I'm acting like a professional. Hello, listeners and friends alike. This is Slob Cinema, giving you guys a one-shot episode with uh, just two very special guests today, myself, AJ, and, of course, Omar. Today we're going to be talking about and comparing the 2014 Godzilla with the brand-new released Godzilla King of the Monsters. Hi, everyone. It's me, Omar. You ready to talk about monsters? Creepy ass, big ass monsters. Yeah, I don't find them creepy. I have found them awesome. <laughs> well, which ones are we talking about, man? Well, of course, Godzilla or uh, Gojira, whichever way you. I think it's Gojira. Oh, Gojira. Okay. No, you're putting a D in there. There's no D. No, Goji. Gojira. Gojira. There okay. you go. Yes. So. I I love Godzilla very much, but I don't know much about it. Like it's like a thing where I always appreciated it, but I never really got into it. If that makes sense. You talking about just the old school ones? All of it, yeah. Just as the franchise, the the monster itself, the look. You never fucked with Gamera. That sounds familiar. Was that the like was big the, turtle? Turtle, yeah. The big turtle was cool. That was cool. But you mentioned Mothra and shit. So, Mothra. So maybe Ghidorah. you watch. Uh, maybe you watch Godzilla. All monsters attack. Yeah, Mothra. What was the the guy who was like? He was like a ninja or like a robot ninja. What was his name? Are you getting that and RoboCop three mixed up? No, no. It was he. Kind of looked like a like a um a Power Ranger character or something. Oh, Ultraman. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. That was kind of that was another guy in the similar vein of all these movies. Yeah, big monsters and, but see, I was telling you earlier, I, I remember the fights, the monsters. That's a lot of people, and they, I, I used to always watch it on the Sci Fi Channel, but back when they were a good television channel. Oh yeah, well they used to when they actually showed horror and sci fi. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Evil Dead. Twilight Zone. I think they probably still show Twilight Dog Zone. Dog Soldiers. I mean, they, they were showing real shit back then, and just no one gives a fuck now. Yeah, it's all like Sharknado. It's like Transformers 7. Yeah. No, they play the fake ones, like Transmorphers. Oh, they do that too, or uh, Piranaconda. Yep, yep, weird stuff. Yeah. But, um, we're actually, in this one, we just wanted to do like a, like a one-off review type of thing, comparing, because... You and I went and saw the new one, King of the Monsters, and then, then we shortly after we watched the fourteen one. Right, because I hadn't been acquainted in a while. Yeah, so, and we're not maybe comparing. Obviously, you can't help but compare sequels and stuff like that. But we're not gonna. It's not a definitive comparison. We're just we're just shooting. We're not the shit. gonna say which one's better or worse. Yeah, just shooting We're the just shit, talking shooting the about shit. It. We're just going to tell our ideas on the movies themselves. Which I, I like them. I, I enjoy them. I don't have any real issues with them. I, except for ones that are already expected, which maybe some other people who do have problems with these movies didn't expect the issues that were part of these movies that people associate with them. Like, you know... What, uh, nuclear war... The devastation of Japan. Well, no, that those are all good things. What I'm saying is people have problems with the... Destruction of Japan, good things. 
No, no, that that's a good way of conveying the destruction of Japan and yeah, written, and uh, the making at, making a a make, statement. Ma- well, making a um like a like a uh motif from an idea. Like the reality is that two bombs came down. Yeah, but we're gonna create this fantasy of. You know, we're going to turn into a creature, did it? A monster. You know, so it's sort of symbolic of, you know, America's the monster coming to terrorize Tokyo, but America also dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So the radioactivity and the test, the nuclear testing that's created Godzilla. Created Godzilla. Yeah, see, that's not. So, So you're feeling like the ecological aspect doesn't hit you as hard? No, see what see what I meant about people having the problems is just as simple as like oh the the there was too much characterization, not enough Godzilla, and then the second one everyone's complaining about oh there's not uh not enough characterization, there's too much monsters so and there's too much going yeah, on. Yeah, so you're trying to get at the way that it's almost a a uh, unbalanced or unmitigated or unsolvable problem that you know these big studios they want to appease as many people as possible and in doing so they they have a tendency to almost entirely switch concept slash form for movies based solely on because a couple people got upset on the internet they've turned into uh people pleasers because they because they need our money they want the money yeah they um and everything is like uh, box office uh, draws, but King of the Monsters didn't make much money, or maybe it did, but I don't think it was like a well, hit. Well, it's, it's 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 in its first week or so of release, and I believe it's made about a hundred million domestically out of a hundred and seventy million dollar budget, but it's also made like three hundred million overseas, which isn't where the majority of the money that comes back to the U.S. comes from, but still, it helps to provide a like financial coalition between those two countries, you know, United States, China, yada yada. Um, point is that it's only been out for two weeks and it's close to its budget. My guess is it'll probably rake in domestically about two hundred million and worldwide rake in about six hundred million. Yeah, and we're saying this uh, June. Today's the sixteenth. Right. So yeah, it's been out for about sixteen days. It was the budget was a hundred and seventy million. It says here I'm looking at it now. Um, Which for what they did in that sequel, I mean, they knew how to spend their bucks. Cause it's a lot of monster. Yeah. So we can talk about the newest one first, just because uh, I guess uh, it's twenty nineteen and it could be like our mini review. But I like the movie. Quite a bit, but again, like I was saying earlier, I knew what to expect. I wasn't gonna. Uh, the trailer was was great with the music. Did you Claire, Claire de Lune? Is that the music? I yeah. knew you were gonna know that for some reason. Claire de Lune, everyone. And that and the band that did that cover, it's like a sort of synthy metal cover version of that. Mm-hmm. They got famous from that trailer, so they're gonna do like more classical songs for trailers type thing. That's cool. As long yeah. as it's not a gimmick. But no, you're right. The, the trailer with Claire Lelune really got me fucking riled up for the movie. And and it gave me the tone that I, I was looking for because it did look like the end of the world. Apocalypse 
And you would assume when these monsters come, as the, these this many monsters at once, it's going to be the end of the world. I, I did appreciate the environmental thing of it. Uh, there were things that I thought was cool from the, from the scientists and the whole, like, uh, they were looked at as de deities from some people and then scientists looked at it as, oh, they're just animals and we need to conserve them and we need to, and then there's the others that are like, no, they're actually gods and they're the only way they're going to restore us. There's a, there's a similar, although less extreme example of, you know, Jurassic Park in this whole, like, sort of comparing because it gets to be, you know, Dinosaurs were something that, you know, they were the top of the food chain. They were kings of the earth. And then um, they became sort of uh, toys and attractions and, a color and colored pictures and motifs of their former selves. And um, basically then you get like, okay, we're going to try to make this so real. You're not even going to believe it. Hence Jurassic Park. Yeah, and that and we'll show it to you, and you'll see it. And but it it's a it's a an attraction. It's a thing. It's not actually nature. It's not it's not appreciated in that way that the corporation. Again, we we have a theme here. We're always uh, talking uh, about corporations uh, and greed. Well, yeah, and and this week's little one shot seems to be that uh, corporations just want to create living things no matter what those living things might have an impact on uh so in both jurassic park i mean i just by happenstance pulled that example out but you know jurassic park godzilla it's essentially men thinking that they control something that is totally alien to them out of yeah out of their um realm essentially yeah with it totally out of their terms of understanding like oh this is a thing that hasn't been on the planet for billions of years geez i hope i can just put it in a park and it'll be fine or oh here are these asleep um i believe they call them titans in the titans, movie titans yeah these asleep titans let's just wake them up so they can lay waste the entire planet and we can be clean and Titans, that's uh, Greek, right? The Greek yeah. mythology. Mm -hmm. Now, they're the ones that the Greek gods fought to uh, claim Mount Olympus. See, now that... And were put in a prison of Tartarus. That can be seen as realistic in the sense of we, we had never seen anything so large as a Godzilla in the movie or... Even Ghidorah, like, and I, that's what I liked about the director, uh, Matt Doherty? Michael Doherty. Michael Doherty. He did Krampus. He did Trick or Treat. Both cool movies, movies that we really love. Really good movies. Uh, Krampus is a great monster, a great creature. And uh, the same thing with this movie as Krampus, great sound editing. Really crisp, really, like, a lot the, going on. The Godzilla roar here in the second one is like the best I can imagine it possibly being in a major contemporary film production because it's just got this very certain almost you know prosaic ancient roar to it that 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 had only really been heard when the original Godzilla came out 
And now it's kind of like all these sounds and the sounds of the creatures, they're all differentiated. They all have different personalities. And I think Omar's right in that sound and what sounds we hear when these creatures are sort of communicating is, is really important. Now, I liked also the, the echo, not the echo location, but uh, echo, what were they calling it? In the sub? Well, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, like the, the, like, the mom like, had the the echo machine e- to it was like, communicate. It was the echo sonar. Yeah. And it was, uh, that's how they made the sound. That would attract certain titans. Whale-like. You know? Yeah, right. But Ghidorah, then they, they eventually find out it's an, it's an alien, which even puts it on another level because... Now, I, now we only got the... Not only do we got these now titans from our own Earth, but we got titans that aren't even supposed to be here. And, and it also speaks upon maybe what what's happening now in the sense of uh science is still there we're discovering things and then now we're leaning more upon science more than ever than like religion or the deities or the and i see the difference in the movie showing that too because there were the scientists there were the people who thought they were gods or titans and then they were just like oh these are specimens we should conserve them yeah there was a stratification with similar professions and then then it's just like okay actually this isn't a titan or anything of this earth and then Ghidorah ends up just bringing a hurricane everywhere and oh god and he's he's taking control of all the monsters which was a sweet scene some of these kaiju that come out of the ocean i've never even seen before i mean obviously you know rodan and Mothra and so and so, but then there was like some weird fucking mammoth looking one. I didn't care for that one. No, me either. I didn't. I, I think they were trying to push too hard to get the whole all monsters are coming to him idea. Yeah. Uh, because they said something like there were 22. Well, we only saw besides Rodan and King Ghidra and Godzilla is like Mothra, the weird fucking mammoth one. Another, another bug, the arachnid looking, the arachnid looking thing, and then like that was it. So like, where are the other fucking sixteen, bro? Yeah, that's true. And they're probably just. I mean, what was the turtle's name? Gamera. That might be like a main thing after King Kong. Obviously, King well, Kong yeah, was I mean, consider, considered a a titan. Or oh whatever, yes, exactly. Or, uh, yeah, in the in a the monarch's registry book or whatever. Yes. Now, I don't, we don't need to say spoilers because we're just talking about the movie. I don't know. Is that a, do we need to get into that? No, we can talk about it. We're just, I mean. By the title, people will know that we're going to be discussing the whole movies, or at least our thoughts on the whole movies that include the ending. Yeah, and and this is a different podcast in the sense we're not even breaking down the movie, really. No, we're just kind of talking. We're just being loose with this, y'all. Yeah, but uh, great, going back to the Michael Daughtry, um, I might be saying his name wrong, but... Doherty. Doherty, Michael Doherty. I see. I keep seeing Daughtry for some reason, Doherty, when I look at his last name. Because you're a big fan of The Who. <laughs> I don't, that was the name of... Roger Daughtry. Roger, okay. But now, now that he's made this movie, and he's 
Probably got he probably got a pretty good. He's paycheck. in the fucking big leagues now, man. What do you think he's gonna do? Shit, I mean, God willing, you know, it's like hopefully he just keeps making cool ass monster movies with real human characters. He kind of fudged up on the human characters in this movie, but that's because he was paying so much loving attention to all the crazy monsters, which we all came to see. But if you watch Krampus, I mean, all those characters are well-rounded, well-understood, you know, people who just happen to be attacked by a Krampus and a bunch of toys that eat meat. So uh, that's the path I hope that he keeps going on, is just trying to, you know, let's rein back the budget a little bit here and just create something that is creative, gory, good people, good effects, practical if you can. And, uh, yeah. Would you be for Trick or Treat 2? If he does it in the same style as Trick or Treat, the first one he did, then fuck yes. Yeah. He definitely would, I mean, but... Unless it's just like, hey, this is the guy that made Godzilla 2. And then it's like, oh, we'll go see Trick or Treat 2. And it's bigger budget, so he's aware of that. And then he well, makes it a piece of Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's got he's to gotta bring himself back a little bit to his, to, his, to his home. Which is, you know, dealing with, you know, not poorhouse budgets, but like... You know, fifteen to thirty million dollar budgets instead of Godzilla, King of the King of the Monsters, which was one hundred and seventy million. Yeah, and that's that's big. That's a big deal. And a lot of times, these guys, I can imagine, they had they're low key directors or like independent directors, and they they almost learn how to just deal with the low budget or deal with okay we can't do that how can we create this and then i think when they're given too much money yeah and i'm gonna cite colin trevorrow for jurassic world uh-huh. is that they're given so much fucking money that they just go fucking ballistic and just put everything they could think of just because it can be made with cgi and guess what that does it deteriorates your story deteriorates your plot line makes your characters less important and makes this whole spiel that you're watching look like some big fucking glossy uh, Nissan commercial or something. I mean, the what people think makes a good movie is more money. That's not necessarily true. There are many, many great films out there that cost almost nothing. And I think as long as Michael Doherty realizes his place, not his place like I'm one to decide that, but um, once he realizes that, you know, Godzilla was a little big for me. I loved what I did, but... But let's rein it back a little bit. Now, what I've heard is, comparingly, this is why Michael Bay still has a job, is because he is, he's almost always under budget with his movies, so, or on right on budget, so they'll give him this budget, but they know he's not going to delay, or and he's always on time with his movie you know which that's usually where directors screw up either they go over budget with a big movie or they the the movie goes oh we need to do reshoots i most movies do reshoots but they're almost changing the whole story or they got to redo the script stuff like that and i this is me giving credit to michael bay i don't like the guy very much or his movies but uh in that big leagues as if he's He's successfully convinced the system to give him lots of money. Yeah, and he used it quite a bit just to make not really entertaining movies. No, he totally betrayed himself because the only way he could 
gain the trust and use the money, the exorbitant amounts of money that he was given, was to make what they wanted, which was more and more Transformers movies. He made five of those motherfuckers. Yeah, and I mean, he'll probably at least be producer on another six. I've heard, yeah. of, I've heard of a whole new trilogy coming up. So. Did he produce uh, Bumblebee? Yeah, he did. I like that Which one. Bumblebee is like ten times better than any Transformer besides the first one. Agreed. That, I mean, that... The first one still holds up, but after that, Bumblebee is better than all the other ones. Not a bad uh, 2019 selection for like... No, a... in fact, that's probably one of my favorites of the year, to nah. be honest. So going back to this one, I mean, would this be on one of your lists, or is this uh, a favorite of yours? Uh, to Godzilla. To, to wrap up our first thoughts on Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the most recent one, is um, I love this dude. I mean, there were times when I was real excited when uh-huh. God, when Godzilla's going super atomic and just laying waste to fucking Boston. <laughs> uh, you know that shit was just so cool to me. I mean. I have a very deep, strong passion for monsters, monster design, seeing monsters in movies. Um, yeah, I had a complete ball at this one. And I get that the, the criticisms are going to be about, oh, the people scenes didn't really matter. And Vera Farmiga, you know, she was kind of always just a crazy lady. And, um, you know, if you look at the old Godzillas, there's not that much character development. It's a lot of people screaming. Then some people being sad because their home got demolished. And then some t- scientists jibber-jabbering about how, what to do about it. So that's, you know, those old movies don't have this type of high, rigid, academy-level character development that everyone seems to want ev- in every single movie these days. I think the human element was fine. It kept the plot going on, at least. It didn't bring it to a dead halt and have 20 minutes of just people talking. And eventually you get to, you know... Roughly a monster battle every 25 minutes or so. So for me, definitely go check it out. It's a recommend. Yeah, I Rodan needs some love. It, that was such an awesome scene when he came out of that volcano. And it was they, uh, just the effects were really cool. I, I'm probably over all the dark effects. I think special effects are so good nowadays. We don't always have to be in the dark. Well, and there's also this other trend of like making the camera look like it's a wobbly handheld shot and then zooming in on monsters. They do that a lot. They do that a lot. And it's really fucking annoying. It's like, we know it's a digital shot. Okay, let us just live with the digital monster that we like to look at. But then they got to be like, oh, no, this is like kind of real. And then do the wobbly camera zoom in shot. Like we think there's an actual fucking Godzilla there. That's uh, they do that a lot nowadays, like the shaky cam. And all of them, like shaky cam zoom in on CGI. It's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. What is this, a green grass movie? Well, at least he zooms in on real life objects. <laughs> yeah, I like the... You know what movie doesn't get a lot of love? Uh, Green Zone. I like that movie. It doesn't. I like that movie, too. It's very, not, very it's tense. Not, it's, it's not better than Born Ultimatum. Very tense movie. Ain't better than Born Ultimatum, though. I ain't gonna argue with you on that. But this, uh, yeah, Rodan, uh, Mothra, the cutest, beautiful, most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That was so cool. The insect? Yeah. It was like a big caterpillar... And then you're like, oh, okay, I know, I all, know what that a, is. First of all, it's a moth. Yeah, but it was it started as a caterpillar. Well, it started off 
in a cocoon. No, as a larva in a cocoon. No, you're talking... Yeah, no, it was a larva that wraps itself in a cocoon. It wasn't a caterpillar first. Well, he, he doesn't turn into a butterfly. She doesn't turn into a butterfly. Well, yeah, it's a... Yeah, but that's what I... You know, it, that's what my mind went to. It's like, oh, it's a caterpillar. But I, I, you're totally right. All right. But I thought it was cool. I... um. Also, my mind went different places, like biblical places, spiritual places with this movie because it was like Ghidorah was just like like a demon. Rodan was a, like a demon of sorts. Uh, uh, Godzilla. The mountain that Rodan is put on translate at, translates as Nest of the Demon. Yeah, see, exactly. So I see, I see that. Nice, nice on that one. And then... Uh, even when Ghidorah uh, is like the, expands its wings, there's the cross on the right side, and then the oh yeah, and then that was a nice shot. Godzilla is almost like in between because of course they God's, have Godzilla's our fucking Jesus. Okay? They have a death scene, yeah, and then even Ken Watanabe brought back to life. Yeah, he he resurrects Rises again, and Ken Watanabe even calls him the savior, or he he will save us. He had so much faith. So this is another Jesus story, just like RoboCop. Well, see, I I don't mind Except that. Except with monsters and cyborgs instead I, of you know. I don't mind that Jesus Jesus stories. Jesus the... could be and is anything and everything, you know. Yeah, and the story is is a classic one. Yeah. But it, it always seeps in into these things and in, uh, in the mythology of it. But so this movie, like, uh, I do think surface surface level, it's oh, monster movie. Oh, not that great of a script. Oh, the characters are not that great. All the actors pretty much got a paycheck. Okay, but then there's a few themes in there that that you pick up on. And it's like okay, this is cool. And then all the monsters are so well developed in in the sense of the concept the art of it the creatures got personality the sound editing again so that's uh they 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 do got something going on and then going back to mothra i just thought that was that was more of the angelic creature you know that was a yeah. that, that was an and it helped and it was uh healed godzilla yeah it had a partnership with godzilla of sorts that like where humans, we I don't think it was meant for us to be like, oh, they're together because she's the queen of the monsters. No, it's their connection within the whole deity universe. Yeah, of the of the monsters themselves. You know, which, it's just that Godzilla and Mothra are the oldest. Yeah, exactly, and they've been around for so. And so, I, I thought that was that was great, and. And the thing I can say about Michael Doherty, the thing about him, uh, I love almost like a Neil Blomkamp. Let me finish with my co- wow. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. His concepts, his the the coolness and awesomeness and greatness of his concepts outweigh kind of his like scripts and directing. Yeah, I mean, I was probably the only fan of Elysium, which actually I still really like. I like that movie a lot. But, um, you know, I think you're right. I think he has these awesome, amazing sci-fi ideas that I love. You know, it kind of c- combines 
mech and alien and ultra violence and you know similar not not alike but similar to what Verhoeven was doing in the 90s and uh you know I like Blomkamp's movies except for uh Chappie which I think um just has some serious faults in it that that we can talk about another time it did I still I still fuck with it yeah so no so what was your major point about Blomkamp uh, just well, they're concepts, you know. They they oh. they're big mm-hmm. concept guys, but usually, I mean, the movies and even Doherty has three movies now. He doesn't yeah. have any other. Okay, so I mean, compared to Blomkamp, Blomkamp has a few where it's just like, eh, uh, where Elysium I thought was great. Yeah, same. Uh, Chappie had issues, but I still like it a lot, you know. But it's a. Uh, that's another conversation, but we also recently watched uh, 14 Godzilla. Right, so let's which, move on uh, to uh, our thoughts on, you know, what, what do we make of this one? Both it's, of us felt like we liked it but more than King of the Monsters, right? Okay, so, so I hadn't seen this Godzilla 2014 since probably 2015. And um, so it's been, you know, whatever, four-ish years. And I had never given it a second chance because I remembered watching it and being so upset that Godzilla was on fucking screen for like nine minutes. And um, I was like, eh, do I really need to watch that shit again? Like, I remember being kind of bummed about Godzilla not being in as much. And then I watched it here with my boy Omar and I I really liked it. Uh, I feel like the differences between the two pretty much dwindled down to, in the 2014 Godzilla, it was almost like the dude was trying not to create a Godzilla movie and more create a natural disaster movie. Gareth Edwards, right? Or Evans? Yeah. Gareth Edvins? Elvins. (laughs) Gareth (laughs) Elvins. Gareth Edwards. Erdwin. Okay. Point is, that dude made a movie uh, called Monsters, which was weak as shit. And then they give him this role, and he wants to create, like, this sort of very, very uh, sort of stylish, atmospheric setting to Godzilla. You know, he's he's almost making a movie where, you know, it's sort of the, the, the Jaws thing, where let's not show as much of the monsters we should. But then sometimes it's like flat out giving me the finger in the face because it cuts from an what would be an awesome Godzilla fight, having to like piece it together on four TVs, like that shit don't work for a Godzilla movie, man. You just need to show the monster battle and all of us would have been happy. But instead, you had to be so artistic that you couldn't even show a fucking kick-ass monster battle. Yeah, the news, the news coverage, uh, you know, covered showed us. The cinematography and and the news coverage of the uh, him fighting the flying Muto, uh, Muto being the the bugs, the big bugs, which also appeared in King the, of the Monsters. Yeah, they was, that was another one, they, one of the Mutos. They, yeah, one of the Mutos, but they was fucking in the original Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, twenty fourteen Godzilla, I like better for different reasons though. Like if King of the Monsters is on. And I'm hung over the next day and I'm just like like not doing anything all day and I just and it's on TV. I'm gonna ingest it mentally 
without really just saying, man, this is cool. This is, I, I can appreciate this. Where the 14 one is a little exhausting by the time you're done with it. But I th- here's my reasons. I like it because the tension. Well, you mentioned atmosphere. I really like the tension in it like because, like you said too, I like that point where it's a, a devastation of wherever they're fighting. And uh, even when... Uh, Godzilla comes out of the water. It's a it, it's a tsunami everywhere. That that first scene when he comes out and it really is like a tsunami and the music. Yeah, it ain't too. just like he just steps out onto the earth. It's like oh fuck, we got like thirty minutes of fucking flooding coming our way before he even gets close. The music was great during that time. I think I think the number one aspect that makes Godzilla twenty fourteen have slightly an upper edge in terms of movie quality. But definitely an upper edge is the is the score. I agree with the, that. The score in the first Godzilla is fucking amazing. Now Omar also uh, brought up the fact that the sounds were better in the sequel, but the score was better in the first one. Yes. Yep. Now and again, this this kind of suffers from just like characters not having anything to say or do, but they it, it was like tried and it was a waste of time like i was uh yeah we're spending too much time like round table discussion about if brian cranston's character is crazy or not he's still your dad i know but he's crazy but he's still your dad i mean that kind of conversation takes like 30 minutes of that movie and you just don't need it yeah and and i i would have and this has been said probably a million times since 2014 but I needed more Cranston. We all needed more Cranston. Just like just like fucking what's his face needed more cowbell on SNL. More Christopher Walken needed more cowbell on SNL. We needed more Cranston. What does SNL stand for? Saturday Night Live. What does AJ stand for? Uh, I can't tell you. <laughs> Slob Cinema everyone reviewing Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla 2014. Hopefully you take these thoughts and consider them deeply whenever you're up next looking at your movie shelf and thinking, hmm, first or sequel? Decide, people. Make the right choice. Now, here's another thing. Uh, And we're back for a whole new podcast immediately after. (laughs) Godzilla, King of the Monsters, has got the the bluish, the reddish color. The amber and the sepia. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Amber and sepia. Sepia, everyone. Yeah. I, I see. I even learn every podcast. I learn new things. But uh, and then the first Godzilla, a little more like cinder grayish, reddish, reddish gray. gray. Yeah. Both dark. Uh, I mean, the fourteen one is even darker than the nineteen uh, Godzilla. So. Um, but I, I still like 14 for the tension. Uh, I, the two times that they kind of tease Godzilla, I didn't appreciate that much. It gives you monster movie blue balls. That's what it does. Yeah. Let's talk about, so if you got to pick just to end this off, which Godzilla would you pick? Godzilla 2014 or Godzilla 20, uh, uh, 19, not in terms of movie, but in terms of which look of Godzilla did you like better? I'll go first and say okay. I liked 
King of the Monsters version of Godzilla. Battle. I agree with that. Yep, that was that would have been my pick too. All right, so they're evolving people. They're getting something right. The dorsal fins are bigger, more uh, more blue. more malformed. They glow up in the proper manner. His blue. eyes turn. Uh, they glow blue yep. too. They were glowing yep. blue. And also, I mean, when it was a meltdown, Godzilla. Ooh, yeah. That's like if I was like a ten-year-old kid, and I saw that movie, I'm like. I it, I'm definitely going to Toys R Us and getting the Meltdown Godzilla Meltdown and getting Godzilla. the original Godzilla yeah. toy and just uh, you know I, I thought that was and cool. making them fight Mothra. If I find if there's like a Mothra uh, toy or figurine or a sculpture somewhere out there of this, I'm getting it. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, more Godzilla for me at least is not a bad thing. Anyway, this has been Slob Cinema movies where we talk about. The Malign, The Misforgotten, or The uh, Disregarded. Or we'll just do a one-off review. Or we'll just do a one-off review like this one and just talk about two movies. Hope you enjoyed it, folks. Thanks for listening.